0: Your torch and dip it into this podcast, cause we are finally all out of extra votes. On today's No Bus, we're recapping episode 11 of Survivor 41 titled Do or Die. Which, if I'm being a little honest, pretty intense. Uh, I'm <laughs> Jay Skeets, yeah, very scary. I'm Jay Skeets with my fellow tribe members. We've got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey up! Hey! We got No Dunks super producer JD. Hello. There he is. And I know, I know, I know. I promised you Jason Concepcion from Crooked Media. I said he'll be back. Back in the mix. He wasn't here last week. He'll be here this week. And he will be. But he's unfortunately caught up in a meeting right now. It's running a little long. So at some point, we should see Jason pop up here <laughs> in the uh, in the live tribe. And shout out to everybody joining us here live on a Thursday afternoon slash night. We really appreciate it. I said this on No Dunks, but also thanks to people, No Buffs fans, who were sharing on Twitter and Instagram, No Buffs, this little tiny Survivor podcast in their most listened to podcast list there on their Spotify wrapped list. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I couldn't believe it. We've only done, uh, what, 10 episodes, 11 episodes tonight. So thank you. Yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, I guess it's quite possible we're the fastest growing Survivor podcast (laughs) in the world. I heard on Rob has a podcast earlier today, just a casual no buffs mention as ah. a survivor podcast. We're just in the mix now.
0: Oh, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Yes, I believe Jason Concepcion is going to be going on Rob has a podcast, uh, maybe tomorrow as a Friday. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe he's uh, he doesn't have this meeting at all. No, I'm thinking <laughs> about he's just like getting ready for the big <laughs> podcast for Rob's. That's right. That's right. He should Everyone be knows. here with the boys, formulating <laughs> his opinions and his thoughts. Uh, hopefully he will be uh, joining us, though, like I said. Okay, so we're talking about episode 11 last night on Wednesday night here. Do or die, like I said, uh, we'll go through this scene by scene. A very interesting episode, a lot to unpack. Uh, we got the new twist. Uh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on, on that twist, and everybody that is in the live tribe chime in as well. But we'll start night night. Uh, night 19, yeah. That's a lot easier to read on your screen than to say (laughs) it out loud. Night, 19, Uh, a week to go, right? Post-Tribal Council. This is our first scene of this episode. Liana pissed with Danny and Deshaun about breaking up the Final Four, the Black Alliance. Shan goes home last week. They say, J.D., hey, wasn't our plan. (laughs) That was Ricard's move. What were we to do? Which is a little weird when you think about the numbers at that point. Now I know extra votes come into play and all right. that, but they say, "Hey, don't don't get on us." That that was uh, that power player, Ricard. He's the one that turned on Shan. He we had to go with him. Uh, s- sorry, Liana. What 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 did you think about their uh, response, JD, to to her being very upset in in the darkness after Tribal Council?
2: I mean, uh, I understand the instinct. Uh, you know, uh, your you're a very loyal uh, member of your alliance. Is coming at you and saying, "What the hell? You, like, you just blew us up. Why'd you do it?" And you know the it, the instinct is to just be like, "Uh, yeah, it wasn't us. It wasn't us." I mean, it, and it's pretty easy actually to just say, "Hey, it's this is it's Ricard. Don't listen. It's not us. Don't blame us." But you know, I mean, the real sting for Liana is that she just wasn't let in on it, right? I mean, yeah. And that's always the case. Uh, and that's the telltale sign that, well, you're you're on the bottom of your alliance now. Um, mm-hmm. And so she is in a very bad, bad place, uh, as it turns out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and then it goes on. Uh, part of it as well is Deshaun being, I'm sure we're getting to it, but just being super sensitive about being called a snake. Right. So that's oh, yeah. still sticking in his craw. You know, so I don't know. I mean, it's just like it It would have been better if they had been like, hey, we wish we could have told you or we wish we could have let you in on it. But don't worry, you know, instead of just be like, ah, it's it's just Ricard. And also take some credit. Right. Like take credit for the move. Right. Yeah. This, yeah, this is yeah. part of Survivor. This is what you what you need to build your resume to win the game in the end so I mean and Liana, she's not stupid she, you know at, at some point I know it's it's you know she's mad and it's all very fresh and raw but you know you have to respect the move right that's that's this that's survivor
0: yeah yeah we'll even hear Xander Trey in the same scene. Go, did we just move from the bottom to the, <laughs> absolutely the top? Uh, and then he had a great line about it does suck the position she's in. I've been there where you come back from tribal council, you got blindsided, somebody that was, uh, you know, you were tight with uh, both emotionally and in the game is gone. And now you just got to come back and lie in this shelter and just like sort of pretend everything <laughs> okay, man. That would suck. Like, I would. Sorry. I think we we all agree we would all struggle with that on Survivor, especially when you thought you were good and then turns out you don't even know what's going on, and then you still have to live with these people and put on a good face and try and rally and uh, you know get back in good graces. But yeah, what'd you think of uh, Xander, who's very pumped up, Trey? I mean, he's saying in a confessional, all of a sudden I'm in charge. He's he's loving that, and he is locking in. He's trying to his final four that he sees with Ricard, Erica. And Heather, and he even tells them like, "I'll use my, I'll use my idol, I'll use my extra vote. Like this should be the four. We're going." Yeah, what do you think of uh, Xander being so pumped here?
1: Well, I thought he was getting a little bit ahead of himself. For the most part, when at one point he has a confessional and he says, "We're saying final four. I only heard Xander saying Final Four, if I'm being quite honest. Yeah. But he was talking a lot about it. And he was taking seemingly the most credit for the Sham boot, which I thought was kind of odd. Because to yeah. me, that's uh, that would be Ricard's move, number one. Number two, probably Erica for bringing in Deshaun and Danny. And then you have to throw Deshaun and Danny probably yeah. tied for number three credit-wise because, uh, you know, they actually turned on their alliance. And that's what the whole Deshaun thing was to me was – A little bit of buyer's remorse. I don't think he expected to be on the bottom coming back from that vote. But once they got back, he was like, oh, wait. Right. It's now four on three, and I'm not getting the credit for this move. Bad news bears, which is why the next day when he wakes up, he's like, I should probably go smooth things over, which we've seen in the past. But uh, I don't know. Xander, he's playing a smart game right now. The guy is doing a great job of hanging on to this idol. Somehow not getting votes. He hasn't gotten a vote for three episodes. They seem to have forgotten about it. So he is a little bit in charge. I don't think he's the decision maker out there for the top four. But after the way things went down last night, it feels like there's three groups of two. And he's one of them. And he's got an idol still. So yeah. doing all right.
0: He's looking pretty damn good making it to the final five. That's for sure. Because he's got an idol. And like At a certain point, he has to play it. Because you're going to run out of times so You actually can play it. And you know, I just keep thinking, JD. I think it was you here on No Buffs. I don't, it may have been our may have been our second or third episode, and you just kept saying, and, and Trey was echoing this as well. Like, you should be getting this guy out, and you're just keep you keep leaving him. minute when he didn't even have a vote. Remember when he didn't even have a vote? Yep. He couldn't even <laughs> like really play in the game. Somehow, you know, keeps skating by, and then obviously uh, decided multiple times to not even play the idol, and does the whole bluff thing, and. That's looking like it could come true, but I'm still, like, super confused of how the people on the island that are still there think of him Hmm. and his chances to win the game. Like, we as an audience, I believe, think, damn, guy's got a pretty good resume. Like, holy crap, he should have been gone, like, seven weeks ago. He's still there. He's won things. He he is involved enough in some of the decisions. Uh, He's a pretty intelligent guy. But I wonder if they look at him like that. Yeah. that part I don't understand. Otherwise, you think they really would have tried to actually vote him out. Maybe I they mean, don't want him to have gone.
2: It's very, very hard to gauge. I mean, on the jury, we've got Tiffany, who hates him. Evie, who hates him. Uh, you know, <laughs> Shan, I don't think, is really likes him. You know, like, I don't think I – my impression is that he's not well-liked or at least perceived that he's not well-liked. I think it's really going to ult- – ultimately, if he ends up in the final three or whatever – uh it's it's who's he he's with really but right, uh, right. it i mean as long as ricard is in the game it's really hard to imagine anybody else winning the game at this point but mm-hmm. well you know uh we knew he would go deep if he actually got his his uh his idol activated because there were like 3 weeks there where he <laughs> had no vote and no <laughs> idol <True. laughs> and he survived that which was yeah. amazing honestly um but yeah I, it, it's it's just uh, yeah, as you say, it's hard to gauge how he's actually perceived. And we haven't really heard much from him these last few, after he made that, you know, baller move with, uh, you know, with Liana, uh the the shell game with the uh, immunity idol. Uh, we haven't really heard much from him, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, well, let's talk about that Deshaun part where
0: he gets really mad about Shan calling him a snake after she gets blindsided. And he does he tackles this in an interesting way. Um, you, you brought it up there Trey he confronts Ricard about it in front of the entire tribe. Um, and Ricard because this guy is pretty damn amazing just yeah. calmly sits there explains sort of his reasoning but actually he's explaining Shan's reasoning uh, you know for for her telling out everyone that he's going to get her vote, you know, like he's like basically telling Deshaun and all of us and everybody else in the uh, shelter, like, well, this is what she meant by this because we had this weird relationship or we had agreed we were going to gun for each other at some point. And I knew you guys were coming for me. She knew it, but I win. Uh, I win the immunity. So then I'm off the board. And like, I, I just thought he played it perfectly. But Trey, what'd you think of Deshaun's way of going about this? Very irritated, very emotional as Ricard tells us. Um, I think he just did it completely wrong. Like, we said last week, wow, that's maybe bad for Ricard, Shan, saying this. Yeah. And he somehow he somehow made it smoother for Ricard with his emotional outburst, I thought. Am I reading that wrong, or what do you think?
1: He said he wanted an hourglass to go back in time and just come back and go to bed. So clearly Deshaun yeah. was regretting the way he handled things in the shelter as well. But we've seen throughout the season, he seems to be a pretty emotional player where something is said to him and he has the reaction right away. And then he's going to deal with the consequences of it later. And that's exactly what happened here. Like I said Mm -hmm. before, I think it was kind of not expecting his reputation to take such a hit. Probably was thinking that if I'm involved on this big blindside to take out one of the power players, that's going to look great for me. In reality, he got called a snake and he's one of the bottom three. So kind of a shock to the system, I would have to imagine.
0: Right, but, J.D., would you agree that if you were in this position, isn't the smarter move to come back and go to everyone else one-on-one and go, wow, did you hear what Chan said yeah. about uh Ricardo? <laughs> I mean, that just cements that this guy's winning this game. Let's get his ass out of here. Like, he's the real threat. I mean, Danny knows this. Danny keeps saying this for weeks on end. But the way he went about it, I was like, what are you doing, man? Why? Why are you – like, you're pointing out, yeah, that she said you're a snake. You can use that to your advantage a little bit uh, and, and put the target on Ricard. Yeah. He's the he's the one she is saying is going to give a million dollars to. And, oh, yeah, she's on the jury, and we've seen what she's like with other people. Right. She can persuade other people to do things. So mm. if she wants the vote to possibly go to Ricard, ultimately everybody, she could do that, I think.
2: Oh, it's an interesting thought, her as a lobbyist in Ponderosa just, <gasps> oh, just convincing yes. <laughs> people. I mean, the most surprising thing to me is that... It does seem, in fact, that everybody across the board just seems to agree that Shan's words are, are to be taken at face value. She was not trying to submerge uh, Deshaun's game in any way. And I, I don't know, maybe because I, I've overthought it and other podcasts have overthought it and just reading into the brilliance of Shan, and I don't want to take anything away from her brilliance, but it, it seems that as though... It is what it is. And she said that she's going to vote for Ricard to win a million dollars. And Ricard, sitting there in his confessional saying, she she's going to vote for me to win a million dollars. Like he's <laughs> chuffed about it. And it's just like, okay, I mean, I guess. But we're all like, hey, you should probably be worried about that. I, to me, yeah. that's like, uh, I, I said it last week. We talked about it last week. Just... She's that's a, she's a guaranteed vote <laughs> for a million dollars. You got to get rid of Ricard, uh, who is clearly the biggest threat in the game. Which you know uh, later we'll talk about Erica's dilemma, right? But um, yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, crazy. And Deshaun, you know, he's an emotional guy. He's young, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's just that's just all it is. And it just he's one of those people who shit just you know gets to him, and he's got to get it out. He he he's not a steward well I have some screen grabs I'm going to show you a little later that contradicts that but carry on
0: (laughs) I I am also convinced I've said this before if tribal council happened during the day in in, in broad daylight and they came back and it's you know five o'clock and the sun's uh, still up maybe setting in an hour I just think Things go down differently. Like they're, they're, they're first off they're tired. Cause they've been oh, at tribal yeah. council for a while. It's a long day. And I'm, you know, there's that part of it, but also just like not being able to really see each other. You can like sort of really tell each other how you're feeling in the, <laughs> uh, in, in the, in the darkness there. I think I, I'm convinced that's a part of it. You say He should ask like, can everybody light their torches <laughs> and like, we should keep them very bright. Maybe I would chill out a little bit Um, on day 20. So that's the next morning. We get Ricard talking to Deshaun, and he says, like, can I give you some advice? <laughs> I mean, your energy is off, man. You need to chill out. And, uh, you know, they have a, they have the little sort of um, apology uh, session here. Deshaun, you said it, Trey, has done this. This has got to be his third or fourth time this yeah. season where something happens, pops off at night. Next morning, he does a decent job of smoothing it over. He at least goes to the person, and they have the conversation. Uh, he tells us Deshaun does in a confessional, he didn't handle it well. I uh should have just gone to bed. That's a good tip for everyone. Yeah. Just, just go, go to bed. bed. Just come back and go
2: to bed. <laughs> they well, always say don't go to bed mad. You should definitely go to <laughs> you bed. You should go to bed mad on Survivor. Yeah, that's Only right. On Survivor. <laughs> yeah. That's I think in general in life, go to bed <laughs> mad at your spouse. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure. Wake I would up! You probably that. feel fine the next day. <laughs> well, one of you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, your life will be
1: gone. Um, yeah, I like it on the island. I, I would not encourage that in your uh, actual life. Um, Here's a but, dumb question: yeah. What time do you think it is when they get back from t- tribal council? Is it? Know. Is it like? Is it, I mean, it's like it's turning dark here yeah, now, it's right? right? It's like six o'clock. Is it eight o'clock? Is it eleven? Could you theoretically go to bed? What time do you go to bed on Survivor in general? Oh, it's I would like, think early.
0: Yeah, I think early. Yeah, yeah I mean just when I go camping, I go early. yeah.
1: I go I go camping, I'm
0: like like in the woods camping. I feel like you're in bed at like nine o'clock. You're That's like, probably right. true.
1: Yeah. Not much yeah, it, to do.
2: It's also well, we know that tribal actually starts around seven or eight because it mm. they leave the beach at dusk which could be That's 4.30-ish. True. And from Tyson's podcast, it, there's like several boat rides and a yeah. ride in a truck to get to tribal council. And then you have to go all the way back, right? So I think it's-
0: Oh, on, so wait, they're going to bed way later on I, tribal council I, nights. On
2: tribal council nights, for sure, I would say. I yeah. would think. Like, oh, go, go to bed for sure then. <laughs> yeah. Get home, just go yeah. to bed. Let the
0: other people argue it out. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I've heard Tyson say like, like he used to try and like catch a quick nap, like yeah. in the transportation, <laughs> like uh, boat rides and truck rides. Like you know, you, you can't talk to each other there. Like you're in lockdown. Yeah, just get some. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> funny. Yeah, a little, a little shut eye there. That's smart. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we had uh, we had Ricard Deshaun and then Deshaun he goes to Liana to try and smooth things over as well. <laughs> and again, it seems to go fine. Like I think she handles it well. But then she tells us, well, "I'm out for revenge." Mm -hmm. and she's a little conflicted but she's like oh okay i don't know i can't really uh, trust deshaun at this point so we get that then we get a fun scene here we finally get a little danny backstory we've been asking for weeks who really is this guy i still have questions of like what they know about him out there on the island like they call him coach i definitely did hear say that yeah she slipped in a way to go coach or something after he won so that's what his story must be that he's not a you know a former professional athlete i, I would guess because we haven't heard anything about that Mm-mm. but we get this story from him this backstory he tells us that uh the day marks 25 years to the to the actual day of his passing of his father he died in a car accident uh when danny was eight years old and you know he tells the about this too which i thought was a really cool scene I, I liked how he was like if i'm a little off today like if my mind isn't there i'm not maybe thinking game and scheming and all that this is the reason why i thought that was pretty cool I will say the twist to this story, Trey, at least for me, was it, the the part where he was so upset with his father's death and, and not uh, not really upset that his father had died at, you know, at such a young age. And he's like, oh, my God, like I, I grew up without a father. It was more like he was angry about that. And he was like trying to get rid of that shame for for being so angry. It was like I just didn't see that part of it. I guess, coming, and I thought it added a sort of like another layer to to that story and to Danny, obviously, as a person.
1: Yeah, that's that was a surprise for me as well. That's not yeah. an emotion I'm familiar with having never lost a parent, but I can certainly see that being the case, that you're just like, especially, you know, a guy who's a football player who surely throughout his entire life, like every Friday night when he has a high school football game, surely... All of his teammates' dads are there cheering him on, and he's pissed that his dad isn't there. That was something that I hadn't considered as well. And I thought it was really great to hear from Danny how he's like, usually I just try and stay busy on the day that I'm yeah. remembering my dad passing away. It's impossible to stay busy on Survivor, so he had to just kind of sit and stew with it and deal with the emotions that he's been dealing with for 25 years. So seemed like a very powerful moment for him as well.
0: I was trying to keep track, J.D., have we gotten a backstory like this for every player now? Hmm, that's a great was he question. The la- was he the last one, well, or I- am I forgetting someone? Heather? Because we've gotten... I thought Heather had a small, like, mom-at-home thing. Uh, no, maybe, uh, maybe I'm not. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. No, I- I'm not sure. Maybe the live tribe, the stream team, can tell us. Have we had the uh, the Heather have backstory? Because we have We've, we've had not- it for a lot of them. Oh, maybe not Xander, Zander, yeah. Uh- it's a good point. Um, anyway, I thought this was great, JD. I'm sure you agree. Like, we we all, everybody seems to love Danny out there. Everybody totally. watching loves this guy. Um, I didn't know he was a father. Mm. Did, I, did we know that? Do they know that? That always fascinates me too, <laughs> yeah. that angle. Like, because there's a photo of him with like a, I, I assume it is his child. I mean, he's holding it after you see his, Oh, well, it's definitely his child because you see his pregnant wife in the photo before, right. but I didn't know that. I wonder if they do. So yeah, what'd you think of this Danny scene?
2: Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I, this was I, maybe recency bias, but it, I found it to be the most moving of the backstories. Uh, just, I was surprised as well, Skeets. Uh, just wasn't expecting him to say that I was so angry with my father for yeah. all those years. And just, just, it, it's just really moving to see a grown man coming to terms with uh, his emotions that he's been uh, experiencing over the last uh uh, however many years i guess it's been 20 years or so right he's 28 27 28 oh he said it was a 25 25 years 23 yeah. uh, okay yeah so right. he's 33 yeah. yeah yeah so uh really uh really moving i i was actually surprised at uh how moving i found it but uh just made me love the guy even more to be honest
0: yeah yeah for sure well let's go to day 21 the immunity challenge propes sets us up for a brand new twist twist now this was weird. Like uh, he 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 doesn't tell us he doesn't tell us what it is right there. He's at the challenge. They're not there yet, the the castaways. And he says, "Oh, get ready for this one, because there's a twist coming." Yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna learn this twist in literally one minute. But he's like, "Ooh, watch out!" So he calls them in. They come in, and first he explains the challenge. So he says, "Castaways must balance a ball on the cylinder." Held in place with two wooden handles on each side at regular intervals. More cylinders would be added, you know, increasing the difficulty. We've seen this challenge before. Um, my wife Nora right away was like, she called this. She's like, Danny's winning this, mm. and I'm like, why? She's like, he's he's way wider than everybody else. His arms are like he broad he's a, he's actually at an advantage with broad shoulders. Like his just the way he would be holding it and pushing it in is much more of an advantage than, like, you and your skinny little arms and shoulders. I'm like, oh, wow, well, that was unnecessary, but you're right. Anyway, she called it. She ended up being right. I don't know if it's actually true, but uh, he definitely powered through it and held on. But anyway, we then get probes telling us the twist. He says, and I'm quoting him here, first person to drop out of this challenge will be forced to participate in a new game called Survivor Do or Die. Um... And, and he added, you'll be participating in a deadly game of chance at <laughs> Tribal are. Council. Yeah, I was getting worried. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? Like, honestly, right there in the moment. Like, we learned what it is, of course. It's, uh, you know, the three boxes, and we'll get to the whole Monty Hall thing and all that. But, yeah, did you think it was going to be he was going to have to do something, like a challenge there in front of everybody, you know, maybe involving fire or not, or... Like what? Did your mind go anywhere, Trey? What did you think, or just death?
1: You'd have to duel Jeff Probst in a <laughs> fencing well, or something. I didn't actually think that Deshaun was gonna die. Oh, you did at yeah. any point, but they also went out of their way to like not say eliminated, right? Like they had to say die, which I thought was super weird. My guess, yeah. I thought it was gonna be a rock draw kind of thing. You know, we put two rocks inside this bag. You gotta go in, you pull it out. If you get the right one, you stick around, and if not, yeah, out of here. That seems to be the general survivor game of chance, right? Draw a rock. They love rocks.
0: Yeah, they love rocks. <laughs> yeah, they love Jeff Probst loves feet and rocks. <laughs> From
1: rocks to boxes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be, some sort of a draw. And honestly, I think you would have rather had a draw, 50-50 shot, much better than a 1-3 in shot. Well, is it, well, one, and is three it one and three? Bro. Oh, boy, oh, well, boy, oh, boy, 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 boy. It is a time. Numbers,
0: ask. numbers. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, look at that. Right on cue. Big dog. Yeah, right on cue. Bring him in, JD, as we're uh, talking about the do or die twist. There he is. How's it going, Jason?
3: It's great to, great. Sorry for uh, being late. Uh, I I was uh, trying to work out the money hall problem and it just (laughs) lost complete track of time.
0: So yeah, it's great timing. Uh, We were just talking about Probst, the way he delivered the do or die twist before they did uh, the challenge. Like this whole like, oh, it's a deadly game of chance, but not giving them the specifics, uh, Jason. So let's ask the question right here and now. Are are you a fan of this twist and how how they were all presented with it?
3: I like the twist. Um, I I do like it. I I liked it. I, I I against kind of against my better judgment. I liked it. I really, it. I'm surprised by that. I did like that. it. You know, I I did like it. I think for, uh, because it uh, part of it is how it turned out. I'm a results oriented person, <laughs> you know. So uh, Trust <laughs> maybe the, results, the process eh? wasn't ideal, but the but the result was was really fun to watch. So that is a significant part of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I did find myself like really engaged. I mean, when I was on the freaking edge of my seat when uh, when he was picking, so it was you know uh, I-, I enjoyed it.
0: Trey, did you like this do or
3: die twist?
1: I yes. I ultimately I do like the twist. I like the idea of if you're the first one out, there some sort of a punishment. For me, the punishment was a little severe. Like it almost incentivizes you to not compete in the challenge. Like, I think if they had all known that this was going to be a, you have to choose one box out of the three, more than just Leanna and Heather would have sat out. And I think that if they bring this back in the future with the same Monty Hall problem, more people are going to sit out of it because you're just really leaving your, like, you know, I think Leanna said in her uh, exit interview with Dalton Ross, I would rather be voted out than by chance out. And I 100% agree with that. So for me... I would be sitting if if I'm not confident that I could actually win this thing because as soon as like Liana drops out, Heather drops out some of the the lesser challenge threats, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be bad. I could easily go home doing nothing, trying to play the game that I thought I was coming here to play. So I thought it made for an interesting choice. Um, I thought Deshaun kind of made the wrong choice, but it worked out right for him. So. It did. <laughs> yeah. Math, it sucks. <laughs> go against math and go to bed mad. That's what we need to <laughs> <laughs> remember from here on
0: out. Okay, well, this is wild. We've got uh, t- two of the four of us here so far actually not, not against the do-or-die twists, but most people are, JD. Uh, mm. Maybe at this point in the game, too. We are pretty late into the game, and... This guy suddenly could have just been going home by by chance. Well, I mean, he did drop first, and he had the option to not play in the challenge. Like you guys are pointing out, there is that element to it. But what did you think, JD? I
2: I definitely agree that I like that there's a consequence to being the first one out of a challenge, right? I I do like that part of it. I did not love the Monty Hall thing, whatever the odds are. <laughs> I, I would have preferred that he had uh, a chance to fight to stay in the game, or something, or the punishment be not as severe. But just it would have been, it would have sucked. The, it, the mood today would have been way worse if you know if he had just gone out, out at like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, like oh yeah it, oh yeah it would have been brutal like like just you know it, go all the way and bring in a sad trombone when you know if if he was you know snuff the torch and good night everybody i mean uh yeah brutal it would have been brutal but uh uh jason you're exactly right the results uh i'm happy with the results so uh but yeah the the whole idea of uh, of you being the first out and you got to eat some shit i like that but uh, <laughs>
3: I mean, tweak it. They have to go to an exile island. Sure. They can't be around their team. Yeah. but can't be around their tribe for you know for a day or two days. You know, through a challenge or something, yeah. and so they miss a lot of planning. Do something like that. But I agree with you. Like, just go home. It is was very <laughs> well, it's rough. pretty harsh. Yeah, <laughs> pretty harsh. It is, it's
0: very. I mean, also he dropped that damn ball in. <laughs> it so, was two three seconds. seconds. Yeah, it was like ah.
1: Was I saw like people are like, was he throwing it? Was he no. throwing it out there so he could go to the do <laughs> or die?
0: <laughs> if he threw that, that's like the worst attempt at actually throwing it ever. Like right away, you just draw. Ah, my arms don't work. Uh, yeah, so Heather and Liana, they obviously decided to sit out. Um, and Erica dropped next after Deshaun. It was down to Xander, Ricarda, and Danny. Danny was going uh, with the underhanded technique too. Yeah. Uh,
1: everybody else going overhand. I think the underhand is the... Well, like, I he think just, it's interesting you mentioned, because Ricard, on the second-to-last one, Ricard had the underhanded grip, and then he oh, switched then he to the overhand grip, which I so thought the bike. was crazy, because... Hmm. Yeah, yeah, the bike grip. Because uh, to me, it just seems like a more natural way to hold yeah. something underneath for a long time. I wouldn't mind switching it up every time, get those little tiny muscles switched up, but the underneath... What about an like over-under? Oh, oh, an over-under! An
2: over-under. Somebody You're was wild. doing that work. I... I... Did I what? dream that? I thought I saw that. Maybe not, I don't I know.
3: What are you when Heather I was now first, dreaming of things? When <laughs> I was first trying to do deadlift, the first time like I ever was trying to do deadlifts, I just could not get the technique and what actually made it really easy the first week or whatever was over was an over under. Oh, it was like nice. a this way, you know, underhand on the left and then above a uh, bike grip on the right. I'm just saying maybe maybe you do uh, and you rotate which one is right. over and which one's under.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, the whole other thing is, here. it's really just your concentration, right? Like it's like <laughs> you.
1: No, it's all grip. It all no comes matter, down to the grip. No I matter
0: think. how much torque you got going, it's just like just keep it there and uh, right. don't don't waver. And I, I thought like Ricard, I was like getting worried about because he kept like lifting it up and down. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I think you want to keep it still, man. I'm not yeah. an expert <laughs> at this, but I, I know you're probably your muscles are burning and stuff like that, and you're trying to get a little more comfortable. But I wouldn't be moving that that ball around because even the channel that the ball sitting on wasn't, wasn't deep looking. It was no, very it was shallow, so shallow channel. yeah, exactly. Oh, and so, there was also and,
2: a reason they put them on top of the mountain, just for the wind to pick up. Like they, they wanted to get out, oh, they, they wanted an that early That wind lunch. coming up, Yep.
3: that wind, <laughs> usually that wind feels real good out here in Fiji because it's so hot, but now that wind is your enemy. <laughs> uh i wanted to get your take danny's shaking now
0: <laughs> jason i want to get your take on quickly on the danny backstory that we got we we talked about it but oh. yeah what did you think of that one yeah
3: you know uh as someone that lost a parent very young i found it i i was i was really hit by it like mm. this was an emotional episode on, on a lot of levels and you know danny just seems like a great guy what a great guy he seems like uh i i thought that was very thoughtful um and, and really, really heart wrenching. Yeah. Like it really, it really hit. It really hit.
0: Well, Danny wins. He drops to his knees. He's wiping tears from his eyes. He's obviously very emotional, especially after what happened the, the day prior on, on day yeah. 20 when he was talking about uh, his father passing uh, when he was just eight years old. And then we get the whole setup as we go to a commercial break. And there is literally a line here where I think it's Probe says if Deshaun dies, there is no vote. <laughs> God, I would. Hope not. <laughs> We're just calling the <laughs> <up right> there. <laughs> we may want to have a funeral, say some words, uh, maybe shut down production. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we need to worry about the vote. Uh, yeah, very strange. This uh, do or die, and I'm really leaning into the die part of it. Like. Huh? But anyway, he did. He did not. He he lived. Uh, so it was a it was a good story in the end. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we are actually going to take our first break here. We're getting pretty deep in already. When we come back, we'll get to uh, the plotting and the scheming, and the very very uh, emotional tribal council. Who goes home? What's coming up next? And you guys sent in some great questions for tree too. So lots more still to come here on no buffs. Don't go anywhere. All right. Back with no buffs breaking down episode eleven of Survivor titled Do or Die. I want to give another shout out to the uh, stream team, the live tribal here, joining us on a Thursday night. We appreciate it. We see all your comments. Keep them coming. And we will get to tree mail later. Some of you tweeted in some questions. Maybe we'll take some live ones. But we are at day 21. Platinum scheme in here. Deshawn is trying to stay positive. He congratulates Danny on winning individual immunity against two beasts. Points that out against Xander and Ricard, who have been doing very well. And Danny's thinking is, if Deshaun is safe, we got this whole do-or-die thing to worry about here. But if you are, we got to vote out Ricard. And he talks to Xander about this at the water well. And Xander tells us, I mean, he listens, but he tells us, I want to keep Ricard. I want to keep Ricard as a shield, basically. And that he trusts Ricard way more than he trusts Lyanna, is the other part of this. Um, We know what happens... Jason, what do you think about Xander's move here and his decision to to try and keep a Ricard, who we all agree is a real threat to win this game, keep around for a little longer so they're not uh, maybe focused on Xander? That's what his thinking is.
3: I think if it, if it's Xander, I can see how you would how you could come to that move. Um, you know, Xander obviously has a has a really good resume himself. It made um, one of the biggest moves in the game. Has been under fire the entire time uh, and has come through time and again. And as Erica noted uh, on the broadcast when she said, you know, you're watching at home and you're like, you idiot, it's so obvious, do this. And then you get there and you realize how vital it is to be around people you can trust. And I think, it, you know, I think Xander, he's been a gambler all season. And I think he's gambling on his own resume right here, not just using Ricard as a shield saying, yes, Ricard is very dangerous. He could probably come up with something that I wouldn't see. Um, but, and he's got a great resume, but I like my resume better. Mm. And so he's bet- it's really a bet on himself, uh, which is basically what he's done all season. So is it a, is it a risky move? Yeah, obviously, it's a risk. keeping Ricard is a risky right. move. Um, but from Xander's perspective, I can see the reasoning. Yeah, he even says later at Tribal Council,
0: like, I love this new game, Jeff. I love the advantages and the twists because it... It is a gamble. He actually says that word. Yeah. He's like, he's like man, I love this. I that was no one idea of my biggest
1: laughs of the whole episode was as uh, Xander is saying how much he loves throwing out expectations and how much he loves those twists. We get a three full head nods from Jeff Probst. He's like, yes, yes. This is making the episode 100%. You saying how much you love these twists? Book it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um J D, what did you think of uh basically Xander's decision here to like let's keep Ricard around. Do you think do you think it's a little too risky because we're so late in the game, or does he have like one or two more votes that it's that it might work out for him? Uh especially still having
2: the, the idol, of course. Yeah, I mean I agree with everything that Jason said and to further that, uh I think he believes that he can take Ricardo whenever he wants, right? Like I think he just has that confidence in himself. Uh, and I That's mean, a little
0: ballsy though. Ricard is really good, he's proven at a lot I know. of these
2: challenges. I know. But this so. this kid has balls. I mean, what can I tell you? <laughs> like he just There's the reason his voice is so deep. That's that's exactly <laughs> right. I mean the cojones to not play the 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 idol. Still, I mean, I, what has he got? Two more chance, one more chance to play it. Uh, like, I actually don't. Yeah, think so. I think
1: he can play it next week. Yeah, I like right. think so. The last time.
2: they're not even
0: talking about it anymore, though. <laughs> they're, not, no. they're not even like, all right. I think they've like forgotten he has one somehow. Um, well, we get Erica Trey approaching Xander about also targeting Ricard. I think this is interesting. She's basically acting as the swing vote now, and Xander then tells Ricard, "Hey, Danny and Deshaun, they're going for him." You're for, for you as in Ricard and uh, this just like cementing that we know what Xander wants to do here. he's telling him that that's what's going on And they just say Ricard's like it, it like Heather is sitting beside them and then she gets up like and pats somebody on the back but he's like I guess both of them are like if we can just trust Heather and Erica then then we're good. We got the numbers. I of course have the idol. I have the extra vote even. It's just whether or not we can trust uh, these two wild cards, Heather and Erica, here (laughs) in the middle. But they they feel comfortable enough.
1: They feel comfortable enough. And honestly, I think it's completely fine for Xander to be going with Ricard here because the meat shield strategy is working. The guy is not getting any votes for him. Xander is. And he he needs a second player alongside him, right? Deshaun and Danny, they've got each other. Erica and Heather, they've got each other. They've been the swing couple there. So now you look at it, it's like if uh, if Xander decides to go with Erica and Heather, then they're in a 3-3 situation, right? Where it's like 3-3 mm-hmm. three and three going into the next one. Here at least it's 2-2-2. Two, two two. I think it's the perfect move for Xander. I thought his strategy's been on point since they got to the merge.
0: I think it's becoming so important here, Jason, for whoever to claim the Ricard takeout. Like, I, oh, yeah. you could convince me either Ricard wins the game, because he's still there, or whoever can really prove that they were the one to take out Ricard in, like, next week or in the finale, that's a hell of a takeout, I think, uh, especially sort of, like, at the last minute, if you want to call it that, like... I'm almost convinced whoever does that wins the game, and it could be Xander. It, it you know it could it could be a Danny who's been trying for weeks on end, and he gets it together. It could be oddly like an Erica, I think, and and it could have been Erica here.
3: It could have been her. I mean, I, I this is something I've been talking about with with a, a you know friends about the game, but it's one of the really fantastic things about the game right now is that minus Heather,
4: yeah, <laughs>
3: everybody has a path to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see a scenario. In which every single person still in the game minus Heather wins. Usually all those scenarios involve someone stepping on Heather's head to reach up and grab the million uh, as a final three person. but I but I can see it happening. and I think you're right that it, it's all eyes are on Ricard right now. Mm-hmm. Ricard made the, you know, the emblematic stab my ally in the front and back move uh that even the ally who got betrayed had to tip the hat and go you know what yep, yeah that was right so if you can get that person right now uh it's gonna look great and it's uh, this is part of what uh, you know it's kind of an aside but xander's in a great spot right now with the numbers of course but also because like all eyes have moved off of him he was like you know in the crosshairs for week after week after week, and now something else has come along, and he's still there with, you know, an idol and his his gameplay and his great resume, and now there's a bigger, a bigger target on the board. And I agree with you. Anybody that can get Ricard has a great thing to say to a final tribal mm-hmm. jury. Oh, for sure. We also get
0: Liana telling us right before a commercial break I totally forgot this was still a thing, but she's like, I might play my shot in the dark. And I was like, oh yeah, wow. Nice, uh, cool. You know cool. who else thought it was, uh, or had forgotten about it? Nasir and the jury, when uh, props is like, uh, you know, final time you can play your shot in the dark. They're like, oh yeah, right. But I forgot that was a, a thing we could do. But anyway, um, it, again, it's the last night you can do it uh, uh, on this particular night, Night 21 of Tribal Council, and she ultimately won't. So we go to this Tribal Council. Let's get into it. There are 26 minutes left to go in the episode. Now, I will admit at the time, this is when I really hated the do or die twist because I was like, there is no way we are going to tribal council with 26 minutes left. This guy's uh, going to pick the wrong box and go home in three minutes. and And then what are we doing? Like for another 20 minutes. So I'm like, it's so obvious that he's not going anywhere. Now that got flipped on its head because... Tribal Council turned into a really interesting conversation that lasted for a good chunk of the remaining episode to the point where I then was like, oh, wait, is he going home? Because there's not a lot of time left to sort of vote after that. Um, So they got me. Good on you, Uh, um, you know, editors of Survivor. Was anyone else thinking that too, Jason? Like, were you watching the clock at all going, oh, maybe he is uh, just going to survive this because why would he go home right away?
3: Yeah. I mean, I thought that. My initial instinct, honestly, was just, like, we're going to get some wild live tribal. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's kind of been what's been going on. And, you know, obviously, uh, the uh, previous week was a huge paradigm-shifting move, alliance-shifting move. So we're going to have it out emotionally, right? is what I thought.
0: Yeah, we get—well, uh, we start really with Heather saying something hilarious. Um, she, she explains no. why she <laughs> sat out of the challenge— <laughs> And she says, quote, the people that I've outlasted in the challenges are already gone. And like, we get a quick shot of the jury, like like reacting, was- like,
3: God damn. What a burn from Heather, and I'm not even really sure it's true. Like, how did, dare you? Did you even compete? How dare you talk trash to anybody in this game? I know. I know. How honestly? How
0: dare you? So that was very funny. Then we get the the you know the funny line. You said it already, Trey. With propes nodding away, Xander like talking up. He's loving the advantages and twists because uh, you got to gamble, yes. and yes. it's a crazy yes. different game. Then uh, propes like this too. He went nuts on this one. Erica saying, you know, I have a love. Hate basically relationship with this game, uh, JD, um, which I, I think a lot of survivor fans do, if I'm being honest. <laughs>
2: uh, I definitely do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah, to be out there, I mean, you're miserable, I would say most of the time, right? I mean, it's just it's boring. Number one, you're hungry, and then just the paranoia would be way too much, like for, mm-hmm. for me, that you know, especially watching this group out there. There's been so much suffering in this uh, in this season, so uh, I I totally get what Eric is saying, and you know, uh, Daddy Probst loved it. He loved it. He's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> that's right. You're yeah, suffering, which is what I love to see. Suffering. I also
0: thought fate. when she was saying love and hate, she was also alluding to like. these damn twists you keep throwing at us Mm. and like you know the turn back time and now this do or die twist and the shot in the dark and all the other advantage like I think she's like you know I love the game but I'm not a fan of times of these insane things you guys are coming up because uh, you're bored in production or something like that and again that's what I feel like a lot of Survivor fans also feel like as well. Um, but you guys uh, said you didn't mind the do or die uh, in the end, and it helped in that theory. Deshaun stuck in around. Yeah, in, in, theory. in theory. And I think you're right. I think there's something to it. I think it could be twisted a little bit better where you guys were talking about, like, yeah, maybe you go somewhere or something like that. The idea of somebody going out first in a challenge, I do like. There's something that that's really cool about that. You even have the option to not even play in it because you're not trusting yourself. So that's cool. But, yeah, the whole, the whole thing with the boxes, and that guy could have gone home. at this point in the game just (laughs) by luck uh well a little too much for me if i'm being honest but great part of the tribal council here we had deshaun explaining why he played in in the challenge and then he breaks down jason uh discussing voting out shan i think it was rob uh uh, cesterino on rob has a podcast with the survivor know it Alls. like he was like this was almost like a two part episode in a weird way like this part of the tribal council was a lot more really about last week's vote and just like the weight that people like Deshaun of course had and then Liana speaking eloquently about it uh, had on, in the fallout of Shan going home.
3: Yeah, I was talking, I was uh, texting with my friend Heidi about this last night. It felt like, you know, a lot of the discussion about uh, what it means in, uh, to be uh, a player of color, and specifically a black survivor player kind of baggage you have to carry in and this is of course like a culmination of the open letter written by some past survivor um contestants who are black about their experiences on the show and how the show can be improved going forward Mm -hmm. it felt to me and again in the context of this really like historic all-black alliance that has then been shattered um it felt to me like like an unburdening you know like basically what everybody was talking about in various ways was we can't just come in and play, you know, like, like a lot of uh, white survivor players can just come in and play mm-hmm. and not worry about stuff or how they'll be perceived. You just come in and play. And I think a lot of this conversation, which was so powerful, and I thought everybody uh, was really eloquent about, and so good at explaining just their experience um it felt like all of them coming to a place where they were just like here is what it's like here's what the experience is here's the things i had to wrestle with when i had to vote out shan and all of it was to get to a place where they could just be like and now we can play Mm. um now can we play can we can we get to that place where i'm not worried about uh, about how, I'm, if I'm going to be judged as a sellout because I do this or that or do something that's that's beneficial for my game from my perspective, um, and it, it was just like a really powerful journey. I was really affected by it. I, I really, it was, it was, uh, it was an incredible conversation, and it was, you know. This sounds like trite, but like kind of like one of the things you kind of watch Survivor for, like in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And now Jeff Probst is somewhere just going, yeah, <laughs> that's right. This is this, this is it. This is the conversation. But I really um, I, I, I feel like this is this is kind of why I watch Survivor. Um, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was really wonderful and a, uh, an all time Survivor moment.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that because to me and I know some people are like, oh, I don't want this in Survivor get this out of here. It's not why I watch it. But the beauty of survivor to me is that it is a game uh, that's reflective of the outside world yeah. <laughs> and race plays into that. Uh, of course, in the outside world, why wouldn't it play into the actual game of survivor? And it's on a whole other level. Like you said, with the diverse cast and like uh, measures that have made because of a lot of former black contestants that have really pushed to make this a reality. And, Deshaun was like, God, I mean, like we talked about it last week. On last week's show, we unfortunately didn't have you on, Jason. But like he was struggling, of course, with the decision of whether I stick with Shan or for my own chances of winning this game, try and get her out. And holy crap, was he conflicted. Many people were. And this just carried in Trey into this uh, of him talking about it. And I thought Liana was, oh, my God. She she crushed it. She She killed it. I was like, I, I I quickly Googled again. How old is this, this woman? I was like, this is 20, 20
3: so wise beyond
0: old. her years. She's 20 years old yeah, on, on television in in a in a moment where she maybe be like, damn, I might be going home. Like, who knows? You know, couldn't believe it. She, she just crushed it. But Trey, what did you think of this, uh, you know, the tribal council and, and Deshaun and Liana and everything that was going on here?
1: Yeah, it was an awesome moment. Like Jason said, this is an all-time great Survivor moment. And it's the point of watching Survivor, which even kind of Jeff mentioned, right? He's like, this is what it was supposed to be, an experiment of people in America coming together and dealing with their problems while also playing this game. So, yeah, I thought everything that Liana said was incredibly well put and incredibly well explained. She was just... She was just perfect. I think afterwards, Jeff said it was beautiful for all of them to share and powerful to hear, and that was exactly right. And I was, like, giving kudos to Jeff Probst Steven, because, to me, this was kind of all the players leading the conversation. You could see Deshaun yep. was struggling a little bit. Jeff drew it out of him, and that opened up the yep. conversation for everybody to get talking about some serious stuff. And I loved how um, Liana mentioned that, exactly like you're saying, Skeets, some people don't want to see this in Survivor, but this has been in Survivor since literally the first season. Like it was a big deal that Rudy and Richard Hatch became friends out there, you mm-hmm. know, Rudy an older gentleman. yeah and, and Richard Hatch, a gay guy. So they became friends when probably they would have never crossed paths together. Right. So I don't know. It's also like, I think Survivor can become boring when it's 100% voting blocks and game bots and all that kind of stuff out there, which is what Jeff is getting at. Like this is a real world experience So the real world stuff is going to be part of the strategy for Survivor. And I think it's um, kind of just naive to imagine that everything that takes place in your life, you're just putting it completely on pause for 39 days or 26 days, whatever it may be. So, yes, to me, it was a great emotional scene. It was a powerful scene. And it's also like this is as much a part of the strategy of Survivor as anything else that happens on Survivor. So that's why we need to see it. And that's why we love to see it.
2: Yeah, JD, anything to add to this? I mean, you guys pretty much summed it up. Uh, You know, in a way, I am a person who doesn't want this in Survivor in that uh, I don't want black people to feel like they need to represent any more than themselves in the game. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when when Leanna makes reference to, to, you know, people at home going, oh, I don't want to see this or whatever, I'm sure there were people out there... uh, this is what we need to do to get to the place uh, where people can like 10 years down, down the road from now. uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's still a survivor and I'm hoping that, you know, black players, Asian players, players of all walks of life, non-binary, just run the list. You come on and you play as yourself and there's no outside, uh, you know, cultural pressure. I mean, I talked about this last week about how uh, I, I just didn't think it was fair that there was so much pressure on this black Alliance to remain an Alliance because that's yeah. really not what Survivor's about necessarily. It's like you have your Alliance and then you break your Alliance because that's the game of Survivor. And uh, I just really felt for Deshaun when he broke down and Liana with her elo- eloquent words. And as you guys, you guys talked about it already, so I don't need to repeat it, but uh, it's just, that these are the growing pains that we need as a society and as a show would need to go through to get to hopefully where this isn't going to be a part of Survivor anymore. And Trey, I agree with you as well. Like since day one, one of the most enjoyable parts of Survivor are just seeing people from different walks of life who have never would never have been make friends or just come across uh people uh in their everyday life uh would never would imagine i'd be friends with that person you know right. so it's one of the great things that uh, about the show uh that uh, we all love so um yeah it was great let's go to the do or die twist here we gotta talk
0: monty hall who's gonna break it down uh <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean. <laughs>
1: That's it, about what the transition went like. Let me get my, I like well I was like, I thought it was funny that kind of everybody laughed at that where you're like, how do you have this very serious conversation yeah. to then Jeff's just like, and now for something completely different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to yeah. I think even Deshaun made a joke, like, can we just keep <laughs> yeah. talking uh, about this? Yeah.
0: Like, even if funny. it's, it's so heavy funny. and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, we, okay. So this is where we learned, like, Probes literally says like, hold on, I got to set it up i am not a fan of the do twist I, I i want to be on record with that but uh he sets up three boxes you got a one in three chance uh at safety uh so get to picking so deshaun picks the first box uh you know to his left the, the first one or closest one i guess to him and then we learned. Well, hold on. Is it really a one in three chance? Because Jeff Probst goes full Monty Hall on his ass. Xander recognizes it, and he says, "Okay, it's well, I'm, going, problem. I'm I'm going. To, <laughs> I'm going to show you, you know, one of the boxes." Now Probst knows where they are, and so he's going to obviously show one that is, you know, not uh, um, that you're safe, because of course two of them are that you're are, are death, that you die. So he shows him that, and then. He gives them the option. Do you wanna, do you wanna change your box now, Jason? I saw you tweeting about it. You're, you're, I, maybe you figured it out by now.
3: Yeah. You have got your tablet out here. <laughs> I, I'm gonna do it. So, here's your three boxes. Okay, right? talk talk it out to here us. Here we go. So. Here we go. Yeah, three boxes. Okay, nice. Um, and then so you uh, you pick your one, and then of course Jeff Probst knows. Yep. Which one? uh, it is. Mm-hmm. And so then he selects one that it isn't. Right? right. Right. And, uh, and yet when I run it again and again, I find that it's fake. <laughs> I, uh, like, I understand that. Let me just say, I understand the math. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I understand it. And if it was a hundred boxes, of course you switch, right? Because what are the odds that you pick the one out of a hundred that you pick the one, right? And right. he takes like 98 off the board. Of course you're going to switch. I just think it's a gut shot in this moment. In this moment (laughs) with three boxes, I know it's like a significant amount of percent. I just think in that moment, listen, confirmation bias is with me. I'm a results oriented person once again. And I understand the odds. I understand how it works. I still believe it's fake. I think everybody's (laughs) lying about what the numbers are. And uh, I think Deshawn did the right thing. He listened to that voice. (laughs)
0: I think it would have been incredible because Xander picked up on the Monty Hall dilemma if he would have been like, no, take the other one because that's what it tells you to do. Right. It says yeah. you have yeah you have you have t- two out of three chances of actually getting it correct right. in this scenario when giving the option here. But instead he sticks with his gut and now it works out for him like incredibly. But it have been amazing if Xander was like no 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 dude you got to take the other one like the odds <laughs> say take the other one
1: that would have been hilarious. I wish that happened Trey. He probably was excited that Deshaun chose not to switch right because I think uh, true like, I true. Think- so I think Xander's like a like a computer science guy. So obviously he's familiar with this. So when Xander or uh, when Deshawn's like, "Yeah, I'll stay," Xander's probably like, "See ya! I'm <laughs> living the life here because yeah. I mean, I don't get the math either. I read the hundred box explanation. It's supposed to make it more crystal clear. and I'm like, mm, uh-uh. it's fake, but it's true. So I'm gonna. I would have switched in that second. I would have switched because I'm familiar with it, and I would have got sent home." And I would have been like, yeah, but the math is right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone full Xander on it for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, JD, what would you have done? You you pick your box. He shows you, okay, one of those was uh, you know death, so you're fine. Mm-hmm. Now it's between one and two. You want to switch it. Are you going with your gut? Are you like Deshaun? and you saying, no, nah, I'm going with the first one? Or are you switching, JD?
2: Yeah, I'm switching. I'm a serial rules wow. follower. Yeah, I, wow. You I, I have to play the, the odds. Uh, I follow all those dumb rules that Tassie says about bl- hitting on – double down <laughs> the on whatever in yeah. blackjack. So, uh, you know, I get burned every once in a while, but generally speaking, you you just, you, you gotta play the odds, I guess. Uh, I don't understand it at all. I've tried to work it out. I spent a, an embarrassing amount of time trying to work it out this afternoon. It's and I just, honestly I couldn't really couldn't. not that hard, and it's... I
0: could go and explain it right now, but it's, once, it's one of those things that when you explain it, it sounds very confusing. Right. Uh, the magic really...
3: trick of it is that Jeff or whoever is like whoever opens the box that it's not knows that 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 is not the box, right? right? So they're taking one whole choice off the board, and now you get to coin flip between the two. Like, so that's all. That's to me is the magic trick of it. That's how you get into it. Is you know that oh that guy knows which one it is. And chose yeah. that one because it's not that one.
0: Right. Very, very important part of it for sure. The the presenter or props in this case. Uh, yeah, actually knowing where they all are. Well, he he gets it right. Here's the other thing. I don't. Th- I don't. I haven't seen anybody else bring this up. They've been telling you which box to pick the entire season. Drop game the within four, a game. Oh. Keep <laughs> within the, one. the game within
1: the game in the game. <laughs> Drop the four. Keep the one. Don't worry wow. about the four part. Keep Damn. the one. I think you're on to something. I think you're 100% You right wait until that. we get to game within wow. the game, and
0: I'll tell you what we're really on to. Because I'm but, right
1: about the game within the game is in the game. Deshaun <laughs> so, was going 100% on a vibe. He's like, my heart is telling me to pick this one. I'm not switching. The guy's yeah. in med school. He's heard of the Monty Hall problem. He was just going on a vibe. He was yeah, going on a drop the four, keep the one. You're That's right about right. this one, Skeets.
4: <laughs> keep the Maybe. one. They've been
1: telling <laughs> you. Keep keep the one.
0: literally been telling you keep that one box. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Anyway, did okay. he yeah. mention? Did he
2: number the boxes? Were they? Was it? This is box number one. Box number two. Box number three. I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, but it was the first box. Oh, uh, because you
3: count from left to right is, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean okay. what if like it what happens if the next thing is he's Hebrew or something and he counts? The uh, exactly.
0: Wow. Wow. I hold on. <laughs> I think you're forgetting the part here I mean, this doesn't really back up what I'm saying, but the keep the one was the other part. He gave him the option to swap, right? <laughs> right. And, and he right. kept it. But I am going with the number one. It was always gonna be I the number the, one. I love the I love this take. This is fantastic.
2: This is up there with
0: the game. The game inside the game is within the game. That's exactly right. Um So, okay, so he corrects the right box. He's immune. Holy crap. Everybody. (laughs) Holy crap. Everybody (laughs) drops. No, I said holy crap. Everybody drops, oh, my gosh. Did you hear how many oh, my goshes were dropped in, like, (laughs) in a span of 30 seconds? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my my gosh. Oh, my gosh. gosh." So, he's good to go. (laughs) He can't believe it. And I was surprised by this, that Propes is like, all right, let's vote. I, I don't know. I think I thought in my head like they would sit down and be like uh, talking out a little bit more. But no, we've talked enough. Let's get to the vote. And ultimately what happens is Erica and Heather, I mean, they do stay with their, their new alliance, if you want to call it that. Xander uses his extra vote just in case. Um, and I saw a lot of people confused again. Like, why did he do it? He wasted it. Well, he's thinking, I don't know. What yeah. if Erica or Heather flips and and goes with Danny and Deshaun and Liana. And then, uh, uh, you know, we would at least be tied with the extra vote. And then I can use that extra vote again in the the revote, as we've learned. So I think that was actually really, really smart because they couldn't trust them 100%. Liana sent to the jury with five votes. Three go to Ricard. Um, So a a quick goodbye here for uh, Liana Jason. Um, You know, we loved what she said at the end here in in her tribal council, especially being 20 years old. It really does blow my mind. Um, But yeah, what do you think overall of her overall
3: obviously listen the extra the extra clip that survivor dropped this week uh in which it is revealed that xander has a crush on liana and that uh, honestly from the body language and reaction maybe it is reciprocated kind of changes it's like the usual suspects you know now all of a sudden you're (laughs) like oh my god everything is different now right uh this person that you you know, Xander that you purported to hate, you hate his face, you want him out, and yet you're around him all the time. Everything seems different. Uh, her gameplay reads different. I'll just say that I think she was a, a light. It was really fun. The feud with Xander was super fun. I can't believe they didn't put in the Xander has a crush moment in last episode, but I'm glad they gave it to us. Um And obviously, like, her... her. Uh, Everything she said in in the final tribal uh, was fantastic. Uh, a fun game. Uh, she'll be better if she. She'll obviously be better if she plays again. Again. Yep. Like twenty years old. Um, f- felt young and a little too trusting at times, but like will be a real good player of this game when if if and when she comes back a second time. Also, let me say in that Xander has a crush video. Yep. It opens with like Xander's looking for the. I'm following, like, a little sister, a little pest. And then next thing you see is, like, her, like, putting him in, like, a bear hug and being, like, don't push me. Wait.
1: wait, Yeah, that was a little weird, I thought, actually. (laughs) Oh, I fell (laughs) over. I love it. They would be a
0: cute couple. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Any final thoughts on Liana's uh, Survivor 41 season, Trey?
1: Well, she has one of the great moments in Survivor history with her last Tribal Council. Too bad it comes as she's being eliminated. Uh, She also had a great moment with Shan on Shipwheel Island and the feud with Xander. She's going to be a memorable character for sure. Probably just didn't have the strategic game to win on this season, but maybe coming back she is playing a little bit more cutthroat, and if that's the case, I think she could go even further.
0: And then here's the question. We talked about Xander's decision, JD, but what
1: about Erica? Has she made the right move
0: here in, in sticking with Xander and Ricard and, of course, Heather? Or or should she have gone with Danny and Deshaun and, and Liana in that, in that case?
2: That's so hard to say. I mean, Well, we're going to find out in two weeks, honestly. I
0: mean. <laughs> yes, we are, JD. It will be over.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't know, but I just loved the dilemma that she was going through. And uh, uh, it did. It, I will say this, that it doesn't feel like the right decision now, because I, uh, Ricard, I think, is going to win the game uh, and keeping him. It was her chance to get rid of him, and uh, she didn't. So will she rue the day? We shall see. But, you know, I'm rooting hard for Eric, more than anyone at this point, just pulling the homer card, really. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think she can handle yeah. I I don't know. Like as Jason said, there is a path for all of the all but Heather to make it to the end. So uh yeah, well, well, I no. guess. We'll
0: Heather's see. making it to oh, the yeah. end, but oh, yeah. I don't She's know whether going. or not she 100%. can win. Heather
3: yeah. Heather will be there. <laughs> Let's yeah. it, mark, mark it down. But yeah. like Erica Erica Heather Danny, I think Erica has an argument that she that she can put up forth that is maybe a winning argument. That's a shot. I'm not saying it's a great shot, but it's a shot.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with that. If she can really own getting out a Ricard yep. slash Azander, Xander, this is yes. the thing. And this is why I don't think it was the right move for her because this would have been looked at as her getting rid of this Ricard. She was, ex- she was the swing vote that's on her resume. He's gone now. And then, then it's just like, it's like then she's almost at the top as a favorite. It's like Xander, okay, you know he's still a problem. I, I still am not convinced that they like him. I really am not, uh, outside of Liana. Um, but 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 who knows? And then it's like I think she's sort of right there at that point with your Danny and Deshawn's. Uh, I, I think she made the wrong decision last night for her chances to ultimately win the game. And who knows if she would have not won anyway? But I think it would have been nice to have the Ricard hit and be like, "Yep, I, I got him. It was my decision." It was up to me.
1: She's still the swing vote, though, going forward. Her and Heather remain the swing twosome, and it would have been if she takes out Ricard, then you have Deshaun, Danny, and Liana, a pretty strong three together, uh, going against Xander, who hasn't really been with Erica and Heather at this point. So at least this way, you've got the two voting blocks, and she's got Heather underneath her thumb, so she's still the swing vote for the next tribal council. So as long as Ricard doesn't win immunity, then I think Erica made the right move, but... Ricard has been winning a lot of these immunities yep. here, so you may have just missed your one chance. That being said, it didn't really matter because Xander played his extra vote anyway, so yeah. good point. maybe the fact that she didn't rock the boat helps her a little bit, yeah. so I actually think this was the right move for Erika. Okay, yeah. that's fair. And, I forgot and about don't the extra forget vote. about
2: uh, Xander's uh, idol as well, so sticking with that alliance, they yeah. that alliance has an idol yeah. still to play, so... Right. We'll
0: see. Uh well, before we take our final break and then get to some tree mail, and uh, I'm really going to blow your guys' mind when it gets to uh, Game Within the Game is in the Game. Uh, you just, <laughs> I, I mean, you're literally going to shit your pants. Um, <laughs> Danny, uh, this is next time on Survivor, just a quick scene. Danny is looking for an idol. Mm. Did he find it? Because Ricard has sensed that Danny's vibe has shifted. He says that, you know, it could be mm. sneaky editing. Who really knows? And then Erica wants to keep Deshaun. And Deshaun tells Xander a good final three could be himself, Deshaun, and Erica. So maybe you yeah. guys are uh, maybe are onto something here. Maybe maybe Erica does team up with them and, and strike and take down Ricard, or maybe even maybe even even this game is not long for Danny. Who, mm. man, um, yeah. I, like I, again, I, I wish I knew more about Danny. What they know about Danny, at least, as I've said many yeah. times. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's take our final break. Then we'll get to three uh, we, We'll be back in a second.
5: It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure, but maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier.
0: Okay, we're into tree mail here. I got a couple. I thought this was a really, really great one here from Brandon Anderson. He wrote in, that conversation uh, on last night's episode was so beautiful and vulnerable and so important. That is what Survivor does best. What other survivor moments or conversations from past seasons come to mind? Uh, Trey, we'll we'll go to you first. There's one
1: one, um, come to mind that you have for Brandon. A couple from the most recent season, Winners at War. First, Ethan on uh, Exile Island when they had to do the log-carrying challenge. And, you know, it was like you had to go up the mountain 20 times and bring this log down by sundown, I think was the entire challenge. Mm -hmm. At one point, he basically passes out. He has to have a medical come and examine him. They treat him. He gets back. He finishes off and for the last lap up the mountain and back down with his log. All the other contestants who were there on Exile Island with him came back and walked him down. That was a very cool moment for him uh, and for Survivor fans as well, knowing that Ethan had, you know, been a marathon runner and gone through cancer treatments and survived cancer in the past. And he's like, this was one of the biggest tests I've ever done. And I wanted to prove to people that even if you've had health scares, you can do stuff like Survivor. Just go out there and be brave. So I thought that was a very powerful one. Same season, Sarah Lucina, final six her gender bias speech that she gives at oh, a yeah. uh, tribal council where she's basically explaining that women are held to a different standard on Survivor, which is certainly true. There's always the worry that um, there's going to be an all-women alliance that runs through the game, and it's always an all-men's alliance who gets super nervous about it. It's like, uh, don't you see the irony here? All men who are teaming up worried about women. It ends with basically Jeff admitting that, yeah, he's even had a little bit of gender bias in the way he... Relates to the other contestants out there. So he starts calling her Lucina. That was a very cool moment. Yep. And Sarah was 100% spot on when she was saying what she was saying.
0: Oh, those are good ones. Uh, you got one, Jason?
3: Gosh. Uh, first one that comes to mind is um, from Millennials Gen X, Brett and Zeke just bonding over and Brett, you know, coming out on TV and bonding mm-hmm. with Zeke over being a gay man, which was. Um, I remember like I dropped my coffee cup in that moment. I was like, wow, Brett. Uh, It was a really heartwarming moment and a cool conversation about, you know, uh, about being from a generation where being out wasn't, you couldn't do it. Like it wasn't as easy or uh, there weren't as many on ramps as there are uh, for the other generations. And just being able to commiserate and talk about that and talk about his own uh, journey to being an out man. Uh, that was I, I. That was really touched by that conversation.
2: That's a great one, JD. You got one? I had Ethan as well. Um, that just so moving in general, his presence on the island, and just. Remembering him as being such a physical threat when we first saw him, and I think it was Australia, and uh, and just the Africa, yeah. Oh, it's Africa. Sorry, he had cancer twice, and uh, I mean Trey, Trey said it all. But uh, there was also uh, a kind of a funnier one was uh, it was sort of like uh, Jeff milking the do or die uh, verbiage uh, is when uh, Sierra had to vote her own mother off it was just like mm. very very uh it was emotional for sure for sierra but it was also played as if well we're never gonna see her again you're voting her off the island and that yeah. will be it <laughs> and, and
3: that's yeah, the I mean, end that of... killed her that killed her game
2: for seasons to come oh totally <laughs> totally yeah. but uh yeah
0: i i've got a sort of a, a small one but i remember it's like always stuck with me it didn't happen that long ago season 39 do you mm. remember when Jack, he made a comment about Jamal's uh, survivor buff, and he called it a do-rag. And mm. uh, he, Jack sort of immediately realized that he had said something insensitive, and then they just had this awesome talk, and I think it spilled in a tribal council, if I remember correctly, um, about why that could be seen as disrespectful. And Jamal is just like, that guy is so damn smart, and yeah. he just speaks so eloquently. He's like just so... He just puts things perfectly. I could listen. I know he was just on Robin's podcast. I just love the guy. And it was like, really, honestly, it was like, I had never thought about it. I had never once thought about how that could be taken again disrespectful mm-hmm. you know Jamal explaining how that could be a big deal it's like stereotypes about black men and like how they're they can be seen as deadbeat dads and in their wearing wife beater shirts also obviously that sort of like falls in the same line as do rags and stuff like that and it was just like wow like i was learning i remember at the time and so was jack and they like they just talked about it and i was like oh yeah they didn't like blow up they didn't go crazy and i remember prop saying like that was a pretty compelling moment and it was like if that was in the hands of other people that could have gone really really bad and mm-hmm. instead it was like a real learning moment. So I thought that was a really cool one that happened not too long ago. Even though season thirty nine, that season feels like ten years ago to me it at does. this point. Which is really weird. Uh all just right. the longest two years of your life. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh all right, next one here. Uh well I'm gonna ask uh we already asked uh JD about it, but D Rod asked Simple Q, would you have kept your OG box like Deshaun or switch it there, uh Jason? What well, would you have kept it. if you I mean kept if I
3: felt that strongly about it and clearly he did, I would have kept it. I, I understand the rule. I would have kept it okay. if it was th- because I think you also have to weigh in the disappointment cost. If you switch and you are wrong, oh. you will never, ever forget it. If you stay and you are wrong, you go, okay, well, I had a bad notion. And mm. I think honestly that is there's a value to that that you need to add to the equation and that i would add to you (laughs) if i switched and was wrong i would forever be heartbroken, and I would never live it down. Ever, ever, ever. I would never be able to stop thinking about
1: it. (laughs) Put that into the equation, he says. The sadness coefficient.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and Trey, I can't remember, did you get to
1: answer this one when we asked it the first time around? What were you doing? You were keeping, switching? I'm flipping. I'm switching my box. I'm getting sent home, and then I'm just... uh, tweeting at Jeff Probst every night. I can't believe you would do that to me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
1: all right. And then uh, final question here.
0: Uh, Kid Curry wrote in, is Heather making it to the final tribal council um, becoming a real possibility for you guys as it is for me? Uh, yeah, Kid Curry. I think we've been saying it for a couple weeks now that we'll be shocked if she's not one of the people sitting in the final three. Is that right, Jason? Uh, there's, there's, I just can't see how she's not at this point. You don't drag a goat
3: three quarters of the way up the mountain and don't take it to the top. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to take her now. And honestly, like you know, like yeah, you know, if I'm sitting there, it's already so stressful, so paranoid. I there is a comfort in being like, well, I beat her. Right. For sure. So uh, she's like that blank Scrabble tile. You, it's rare. It's powerful. And you want to take that to the end.
0: <laughs> the only thing I find fascinating with her at this point is like, does someone like Erica look at her and go, well, I'd rather be sitting beside you because no one's going to vote for you. Or, hey, I'd like your vote and mm-hmm. you would be giving
3: it to me. I don't know that you can count on Heather's vote. Honestly, like She's a wild that thing card. is she is a wild card going a- anywhere. You <laughs> is gonna. It's
2: like you don't a think Erica you, like, would get her vote. I think it feels pretty would. tight. I think she yeah. would. Yeah, but okay. well, yeah. anyway, that's. Like, it's also at this point in the game, people start. Sometimes there's this crazy notion that oh, we're gonna bring the best players who played the <laughs> hardest. I want yeah. <laughs> to. Wu. I want to beat the best. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Wu exactly. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that could happen. It still could happen. I don't get that vibe from this particular crew. I mean... No, because they're pretty
0: intelligent players. Yeah.
2: And- <laughs> I don't yeah. know I go I take the, the worst.
0: yeah <laughs> You don't get more votes for beating the other best players in the right. game. You will get another million dollars if you beat another great player. Right. It's still a million. Take the worst. Uh, increase your chances. Yeah. Uh, we'll see with Heather. Um, She's gonna very, very likely be there in, in, in the final three, though, Kit Curry. (laughs) I think you can almost lock that in.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, Kevin Aquino is right here in the live tribe who says... Heather's putting up the Tony Snell (laughs) when she gets to final tribal. Zero, 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 zero. Yeah. She might not even get a line in. Is she going to get a chance to explain herself? One Mm. line, maybe. She'll
0: get
3: one little
0: part (laughs) at tribal council. Yeah, and it it won't last long. I
3: mean, that's her stat line, like from trying to catch the ball in that one challenge. It's just like blow it up for the entire
0: game. (laughs) Uh, Okay, guys, we got to wrap up with this. Uh, If you've been (laughs) listening or watching No Buffs, all season here I've been saying, hey, this whole game within the game, this website that uh, Props keeps telling kids to play, they do these puzzles and get these little videos, and you unlock these words. I've been telling you guys these words mean something. <laughs> They're going to turn into a code that we're going to know an answer to something that's actually happening on the island. Like it is the game within the game is in the game. That is my tagline for this. Well, we had quite the development with this oh my this goodness. week i don't think jason oh knows goodness. anything about this i shared it with trey and uh, jd in our slack channel but here is the rebus puzzle i'll just show you what this week's was here it, it's uh have, have a go at it if you guys would like
2: i mean million doll yeah. er, dollars up for yeah. grabs? no
0: million dollar mistake JD. oh
2: mist yeah it took
0: me a second to get the mist
1: there too
0: what is uh, the arm
1: the, supposed to be?
0: Just just dollar Doll arm dollar dollar. Yeah, dollar. Dollar. mistake. Okay, so so that was obviously <laughs> that Come one. On. Nailed it. Thank you. Unlocked another word. Here it is. So the uh, final word was search. So Okay. All the words have been unlocked. Now, this is where it gets crazy, guys. I believe he's joining us here actually in the uh in the stream team, in the live tribe, but Ryan Berry. I was alerted to a tweet from Ryan Berry, And this guy must have been thinking the same things I was thinking. <laughs> and this guy's a lot smarter than me. And what he found was that there were hidden URLs to alternate versions of the answer words. Like they're, they're, they're in the ether there. They're in local storage on SurvivorGWG.com. And, that, and we're showing a couple of them here right now that these will then be used to solve the final puzzle. And I'm only showing you four of the words and you're seeing them here, right? They're like they're like glyphs on top <laughs> of uh, some of the actual letters. So what Ryan, all credit to him on this, though I am taking full credit for calling this basically from week two, um, these alternate images, these glyphed images, if you wanna call them that, they show that there are nine unique glyphs associated with <laughs> With the letters. Stick with me, Trey. Okay? Yes. You group I, don't know. Those... I don't know, man.
1: You glyphs. That's a tough you, one
0: to hear. If you, um, if you group those letters together by glyph and then anagram them, you get nine words. And you can ser- sort those nine words into drum roll, please. Your treasure hangs where the trees love to dance.
2: Okay.
0: Your treasure hangs where the trees love to dance. Now, you tell me, (laughs) especially in seeing the preview for next week, I read that as the hidden immunity idol, which is out there, is located where two trees are intertwined. They are dancing as one. Am I going yeah. crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Like, You're just, like, again, a at your full at pointing like,
2: at the wall. No. Yeah, I'm like so, going psycho, I'm like sweating. Um, yeah, I guess what I don't understand is how does this help the players that were on the island? It doesn't, JD. Months That's the ago, crazy part. It doesn't yeah. at all. No, it's just for us.
0: But I've been telling you that we will know an <laughs> instrumental part to this game that they do not know. Mm. And uh, I mean, like, look at this shit that Ryan was doing. This is Matrix-like <laughs> shit. This guy's helping me out. I'm opening up Google Chrome. I'm like, oh, look at that, like, JSON files or something he called them. I love this guy.
3: Anyway. Uh, it's fantastic. This is like Terry so, in Homeland.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is So, guys. Guys. guys oh, yeah. Final, final, Final screen grab for me. These look like some intertwined trees to me Mm, two trees doing the tango yeah I don't know I
2: don't don't know what the hell you're talking about man. where are these dancing (laughs)
0: trees well okay that could be a shot from anything (laughs) my point is I'm telling you right now next week on Survivor we are going to see somebody find the idol the treasure and it's going to be hanging somewhere where two trees sort of like intertwine because that's how trees love to dance you're right (laughs) (laughs) you're right
2: I'm all in on this. I love it. Thank you. I I love it. And
3: and you know what? I think we've proven definitively now that the game within the game is in the game.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. We have.
3: We have. I mean, we're okay. We're
0: ninety-nine percent there. I'm, I'm leaving 1% that this is still absolutely nothing. It's still complete nonsense. But uh... sorry,
1: sorry, Kyle Breen made me snort. <laughs> Imagining a seven-year-old that Jeff Probst is talking to about this. <laughs> like, this is for kids. <laughs> Jeff is like, okay, you got the unique glyphs. If you sort the unique <laughs> <laughs> glyphs nine by nine and That's you layer right. them and check the JSONs, you will see now... that the, the idol... <laughs> Is in the trees dancing. <laughs> a seven-year-old is like, mm, yes. Okay, yes, Timmy, yes, go uh, to your,
3: <laughs> go to your family computer, open up Chrome, hit Control F. Guys. Now you're going to see a lines of code. Take the code, cross-reference that with the glyphs. Yes. <laughs> guys, guys, Probes is looking for the best of the
1: best. Play <laughs> Survivor. Right. If
0: a seven or eight-year-old can figure this out, <laughs> get them out there you're on they have to win the game. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, anyway, I'm very, very excited uh, to uh, hopefully see somebody find an idol that will uh, that will you know back up this uh, amazing work here from Ryan and uh, I am taking obviously two percent of it. the uh, of, of of the cracking the case, even though I did nothing. It was all him. Amazing! Your treasure hangs where the trees love to dance. Remember that going into next week, guys. So much fun. Um, JD, did you have some some Deshawn screen grabs? Oh uh, yes, or I did. Fun? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when throw them I... up
2: before we. go. <laughs> You know, he got eliminated almost immediately from that immunity challenge, and uh, he made history by uh, becoming the first one to go through the ordeal of the do or die twist. He also went uh, down in the history books to the one of the all time greatest sulks afterwards, because here's just (laughs) this is just him sulking, and then and then this is at the first part of the challenge, and then they move on to the second stage and. But yeah, he's still <laughs> still sulking. <laughs> and then this is the third part of the challenge, and he's just inconsolable, man. inconsolable. Oh, man. I just felt so bad for him. Uh, I, I will
0: say though he actually
2: handled it pretty
0: well. like, I mean, you're seeing these screen grabs, and he's obviously at first like distraught. But then he was like, I love what he said. Well, you guys won't be voting me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty slick. And, you know, he was making history and stuff like that. So, uh, great stuff. Okay, Jason, uh, so happy you could join us there uh, after your, your meeting. I know you're a mover and a shaker. And right. You probably got some new podcast coming down the pipeline. Right. Or were you just getting ready for uh, Rob has a podcast? Because I heard you're uh, headed
3: on to talk to the I'm very excited Rob. to join uh, that fine program uh, and unite with one of the great Long Island based survivor contestants ever in history. A,
0: I would say that's a that's a fact. Oh yeah, we got Bulls
1: Nicks tonight, don't oh, we? Oh yeah, we do. Oh, Why are they? someone They're playing is back. for the We're third time out already. Who? That's crazy to me. Wow, you gotta man. save some of these marquee matchups. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good.
0: Good luck to both of your teams. I hope you guys somehow uh, end in a tie. I hope they tie, and then you guys have to draw
1: rocks to see who wins
0: <laughs> the game <laughs> so
1: that, A red rock and a blue rock. Yeah. Adam Soverman comes it.
0: out there and uh, lets them uh, lets the captains draw from the bag. All right. Thank Jason, you so much. Jason,
1: uh, real quick, do you plan on pitching the alternate glyphs uh, theory <laughs> to Rob on the podcast yeah.
3: tomorrow listen if you guys want to write it up because i'm i'm Is not it? sure i follow it all the way <laughs> but i'm dead serious if you will if you and ryan will write it up i will read it to him okay be like, could, so we... skeets and ryan Berry from the from the chat squad <laughs> yeah they have a theory i would like to i would like to tell it to you now Well, that's pretty funny because the
0: last time I went on Rob as a podcast, I brought up this insane, like, uh, these mean something. There's a game within the game is in the games. I brought that up to him. So, yeah, maybe we'll have to – to get that uh the uh what would you call that like a manifesto or something like
2: uh a manifesto works i think yeah
0: (laughs) all right guys uh i am literally going crazy from these survivor uh you know codes and stuff like that so let's call it here until next week the tribe has spoken